right, welcome to Sunday on a Monday. Yeah, it's not even Monday morning. <laughs> so it was a uh, it was a full weekend of baseball, and uh, we but hey, we're getting after it here. Sunday on a Monday, and uh, we are going to spend some time continuing in our little summer series on uh, Beyond Sunday School, kind of looking at, talking about the Bible, thinking about the Bible, how do we approach the Bible as adults, um, how do we move beyond these, uh, you know, the, the felt board Sunday School stories, right? How do we move beyond Noah and the Ark and David and Goliath and, uh, you know, and even within those stories, how do we move beyond, uh, you know, the platitudes, the the really simple, um, you know, kind of morality tales that, that maybe we turn them into. So uh, last week we talked about, you know, kind of what the Bible is, right? Um, what's it, what's it all about? Um, and just kind of did a, did a quick overview on, on the text itself. Now, this week, uh, what I want to spend some time talking about is how do we, how do we actually uh, approach it, right? How do we, what, what do you do with the Bible? How do you, um, how do you maybe uh, kind of begin the process of, um, of going a little bit deeper? And uh, there is there's a book that I would recommend um, called How to Read the Bible for All It's Worth. It is short, it is really accessible, and it walks through uh, some really good information. So I would, man, I would really encourage you uh, if, if this is something that you want to do. Uh, maybe you're a Christian, maybe you're not a Christian, maybe you're just somebody who who wants to try to understand the Bible better, how to read the Bible for all it's worth, and I'll put the link in the show notes, uh, is, is a book that's really going to help you. Uh, it is really going to help you uh, figure some things out. And, and, and it's not going to give you answers. It doesn't do the work for you, but it will provide you some really helpful tools um, to, to spend you know, some time studying the Scriptures on your own. Um, now, as we as we spend some time talking today about how to how to study how to how to approach the Bible, um, one thing I want to I want to uh, reiterate is all study of the Scriptures ultimately needs to end up in the context of community. This idea that uh, we can just take the Bible and go sit in our prayer closet or whatever. Uh, sitting at our desk or in our study, and and just just studying the Bible on our own, um, guys. That's uh, the, there, there's some good in that, uh, but we need to be we need to be spending time with the scriptures in community with people. We need to be talking about it with one another. Uh, this is this is very true of of Christians, right? Because we. When we think of the Bible, when we talk about the Bible, we consider it to be authoritative. We consider it to be uh, the Word of God, and uh, and so if we're gonna if we're gonna use that kind of language, we need to check ourselves. We need to make sure that we're 
that we really are seeking to get it right uh, as opposed to just being right. And, and that's, a, that's a very hard thing to do on your own. So, uh, you know, some people are involved in, in small group Bible studies, and those are, those are, are great. Uh, gathering together in larger communities and, and having a dialogical conversation, having a, having a discussion uh, about the Scriptures is, is really, really good. And as we look back on the history of, of the Scriptures, this is, this is really how, how they were approached. You know, the Scriptures were really approached uh, in a community level. Um, for, for most of the, the history of the people of God, individuals didn't really have books, uh, books and paper and scrolls and those kind of things. They're very, very expensive. And, uh, and as a result, you know, you might have one uh, per community and, and so, uh, kind of that set up. And so people would gather around and they would, there might be a, a rabbi or a teacher who would, who would teach, but it would always be in this dialogue, uh, people asking questions. And we see this in the story of Jesus in the gospel, right? As he is walking around and he is, uh, and he is walking around teaching, a lot of what we have recorded is him in conversation with people. It's him responding to questions. And, and so I think sometimes, you know, for us, for you know, people like me and my colleagues as pastors, if we're real honest with ourselves, part of the reason why we got into this um, pastor thing is because we love to hear ourselves talk. <laughs> and, uh, and we think that we are... Uh, great communicators, and that we uh, have just uh, much wisdom. And, you know, over the last number of years uh, since we started the Acts 13 Network, uh, I, I don't, uh, I'm not in the, the position to, uh, to kind of, you know, to preach, right? To, to stand before people and, and give them all my words. Uh, because the way that we uh, approach things is is in a conversation format, and we we get around and we and we talk and we discuss and uh, and we we open the scriptures together, and and that's that's a lot harder. Uh, it's a lot harder for the guy or the or the the gal who's who's trying to lead the discussion because you don't know where that conversation is going to go. And uh, so you have to let go of some control, and that's really hard for pastors. Uh, we are not uh, we are not the best at at letting go, but we we need to. So, uh, so as we as we approach this, uh, as we start talking today, uh, I just wanted you to keep some of that in mind. That that while we're going to talk about how you can personally study the the Bible today, um, and just in, in you know this is this is like. You know, ten thousand foot kind of stuff that we're going to talk about today. Um, you know, it. I don't want you to keep it just in your study. I want you to be able to to understand that that you need to move this out into uh, a broader, a broader conversation, and uh, in a conversation that's that's in the context of community. So, uh, so what do we do? How do we how do we study the Bible? Well, um, the first thing that, that you need to do is a little bit about what we talked about last week. The first thing you need to do is you need to identify 
the genre. What, what kind of text are you dealing with uh, that you're getting ready to, to study, that you're getting ready to uh, spend some time trying to understand, right? So, for instance, uh, you may be opening up the Psalms. And, you know, the Psalms are, are poetry. They're songs. So as you, as you approach them, you need to understand that while there may be some historical references, there, uh, there may be some truisms, some of those kinds of things, um, that by and large, you are, you are dealing with this poetic work. And, and so there are similes, there are metaphors, there's illustrations, there's imagery. And, and you have to be very, very careful about, uh, about taking a psalm uh, in some sort of wooden literal fashion, right? Because it's a song. In the same way that you don't take modern day songs or modern day poetry in wooden literal kinds of ways, you, you come to the psalms in the same way and you have to identify the, the metaphors and the illustrations and the images and, and the similes and all these different functions of language that are, that are present in the Psalms. Or maybe, you know, you're opening, maybe you want to spend some time in Chronicles. Well, guess what? Chronicles is a history book. And so you can kind of try to work with, you work with that. You can spend some time doing research of the different time periods and, and trying to wrap your mind around that. A great tool that can help you is a Bible handbook. Um, you can get them, you know, those are, these are things that are very inexpensive. Uh, or uh, online, there are uh, free Bible encyclopedias where you can look up different things and you can get, get an idea of the historical setting. Now, we also have to remember that our history books uh, in, in the Bible, they're not, they're not written in the same kind of way as our modern-day Western history books are written, right? It's not just a litany of facts. No, they're, it's a narrative. They're, they're telling history for a purpose. And so we have to identify those things. And, and, and yeah, that takes a little bit of extra work. But if we want to try to understand the Scriptures, it's, it's worth it. And, I, and I'll put some of these resources uh, in, in the comments section. But uh, all that to be said, as you begin this process, as you begin to kind of walk down this, this journey of, of trying, to, uh, trying to study the Bible or trying to take the Bible seriously or trying to move beyond uh, you know, a, a, you know, a, a childhood approach to the, to the Bible, uh, there's, there's some things that you can do. And, uh, and I call them the five big questions. And really what these questions do is, is they help us in a, in a very simple way uh, do something that's called inductive Bible study. And, uh, and this is where we, where we go through a, an approach to the Scriptures and, and we walk through step by step. And, and as we do, it, it, we, we, can begin to, uh, we can begin to understand what's, what's on the page and even more than that, uh, it, can, it can identify for us the questions that we need to, we need to track down. Uh, because when you spend time in the Bible, inevitably what is going to happen is you are going to have questions. I've been studying the Bible 
um, you know, in depth uh, for, golly, over, over 20 years now. And, you know, what I've learned is that I have more questions than answers. Um, the, this, this text, this text is mysterious. God is mysterious. God is so much bigger than us. And the divine is not something you can put in a box. You can't, you can't wrap the divine up in, in a nice little box with a nice little bow and say, here, this is what everything means. These are the answers. This is how it all works. That, that is not how it all works. Um, you know, you will, you will never come to the end of that book and say, I've got it all figured out. It's not a puzzle. It's not a puzzle that you, you can get all the pieces together and get this perfect picture of exactly how everything works. It's not a math problem, right? The, the scriptures describe themselves as living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. Uh, we, find that, we find that in Hebrews. And so, does that mean that the Bible changes? No, the Bible doesn't change. The Bible is written. The words that we have are the words that we've had. Um, we're, you know, we're, we're pretty confident that uh, the text that we have um, is the text that was written by, by, by all, you know, by, by all measures of of how ancient texts work and and how we uh, determine whether or not the text that we have is reliable. Uh, we're, we're pretty confident that. The, the text we have is reliable, and it, and it is, and so, so the text isn't going to change. Um, how we understand the text changes, and that's because we get more information. We learn more. We're able to have a clearer picture of, of the past. Uh, we, we find ourselves in different circumstances uh, than, than those who've come before us, right? Now, there are some issues that expand and extend well back into human history. Uh, injustice, oppression, those kinds of things, uh, they are rampant through the scriptures. The entire Bible was written in the shadow of empire. And so we see, we see the influence of empire and imperial thinking all the way through. And the people who wrote the Bible were those who were under the thumb, by and large, of the empires uh, until, you know, you do have a little bit of time in there where David was writing and, uh, and, and those kind of in his, in his immediate historical time period where they were, where they were the victors, where they, they had the power. And so, and, and so we, we work through some of these things. Um, but what, what are the five big questions? What, how do I approach it? Well, um, the five big questions really kind of pull out uh, three key principles of Bible study. And this, these three principles apply to anything you read, not just the Bible, anything. Anything that purports to be true or real, these three ideas that we can practice by asking the five big questions... Um, you can, you know, you're able to apply to anything. So 
the, the three key principles, the three, three kind of ideas here are what's called observation, interpretation, and application. Um, and we get at them, we get at these things uh, by, by the five big questions. Uh, what, do, what, do I, what do I like? What do I think is important in this text? What do I not like or don't understand? What do I learn about God? What do I learn about people? And how do I need to respond? Right? I mean, these, these, these five questions, what, what do I like or what do I think is important? What do I not like or what do I not understand? What do I learn about God? What do I learn about people? And how do I need to respond? Observation, interpretation, application wrapped up in five big questions. And so let's, let's walk through these together, right? Um, and, uh, and so observation, observation is probably the most important principle in approaching any text, whether it's the Bible or the newspaper. Whatever it is that you're reading, that you're trying to, to come to terms with as far as truth goes, observation is really, really, it's, well, it's, it's the foundation. If, if you do poor observation, you're going to do bad interpretation, which means you're going to apply things wrong. You're going to miss the meaning. You're going to miss, um, you're going to miss how, how you should respond to it. You're going to respond in a way that's, that's just not right. Um, or doesn't make a lot of sense. So, um, you know, so so observation. You're asking questions like, "Where does this fall? When did this happen?" Can asking who, what, when, why, um, kind of you know, really the who, what, when questions. Uh, you're trying to figure out. Uh, you want to pay attention to what what happened before, what happened after. Uh, you know what. What was going on in the world at this time? Um, you know, you want to read. You want to read the passage carefully. Uh, you want to look for things like: Are there any commands? Are there any um, promises here? Are there uh, are there any illustrations? Are there metaphors? Are there turns of language? Uh, you know. Are there, are there specific people? Are there specific dates? Are there specific places? You're, you're just you're trying to figure out. You're just trying to observe uh, anything and everything that you can see in the text. And at the most, you know, and I think at a very simple level, right? Um, and this, this doesn't mean that it's not hard. Uh, it's just a simple question. Two, two of them. Two, two questions. What do I think is important and what don't I understand? If we can just if we would be willing to even ask those two questions of the Bible and, and really anything that we read, what do I think is important and what don't I understand? Or what what do I like or what do I don't like? Then, then what this begins to do in us is it begins to help us to see what's happening in the text. Right? We begin we begin to figure some of this out. Um, and and if we can if we can get a sense of what is important or what stands out to us and if we can and if we can humble ourselves and say i don't understand this then we're able to kind of go pursue this stuff we're able to kind of walk through and, and do some research 
And thank, you know, thank God for the internet. You know, you can, you can do a lot of research uh, just by Googling the questions that, that come up or duck, duck, going the questions uh, that come up as you, as you walk through, right? Um, so, you know, I mean, let's, you, you could even take, you could take something like David and Goliath and, you know, uh, what a lot of people don't, don't realize is that it, at the end of the story, after, you know, we have this kind of romanticized view of David, uh, you know, slinging his little stone from his slingshot and hitting the giant on the head, um, and that's usually where we end, but that's not where the story ends, right? The story goes on, and David goes and takes Goliath's sword and chops Goliath's head off, and the Israelite armies pursue, uh, you know, they, they pursue the Philistine armies. It is a bloody, awful story. So we might want to ask some questions. <laughs> Why? Why? Why did they do this? What? What is going on here? What was going on between the Israelites and the Philistines? Why did they hate each other so much? Why were they at war with one another? These are all questions that should, that as we read the story, begins to kind of surface and they kind of begin to float at the top, and, and you kind of have to go, okay, well let me let me do some research. And the answers are in the text. The answers are. You know they're available to us. Um, we just have to we just have to do the work. So if we want to move beyond the Sunday school, if you want to move beyond the felt board, you got to do a little bit of the work. You know this is this is this is part and parcel of of going beyond Sunday school. Um, it's it's to do some of the work, and you start by asking these observation questions: who, what, when. Where, and in a lot of those questions, kind of get wrapped up in what what stands out to me. What do I think is important here? Uh, what don't I understand, or what don't I like? I mean these these questions these questions allow us to 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 begin to to move forward. That's observation. Observation again is the most important part of any any study of any text, if we don't observe well, if we don't get all of the information on, onto the table, then it is going to be very, very difficult for us to take the next step. And that's, that's interpreting. And, and so you can think of observation as what does the Bible say? What does the text say? Interpretation kind of moves into what does the text mean? You know, what what's going on here? Why do we have this story? Why do we have this this thing written here? What's the meaning? What is the purpose? Now, the way that I get at these, uh, especially as we as we spend some time talking on on Sundays is is by asking, what do we learn about God and what do we learn about people? Because so often the, the meaning of the text is wrapped up in the interaction between God and, and humanity. 
uh, that, that interplay between God and people. This, this is the story of, of the Scriptures. The story of the Scriptures is, is the interaction between the divine and the mortal, between God and man, between creator and creation. And so as, as, we, as we walk through that, as, as we begin to try to identify, what is it that we're learning about God here? You know, what do we, what do we learn about God when we hear, you know, the scriptures say things like, He is slow to anger, abounding in love, you know, that kind of thing. So, so what's, what do we do with that? How do we understand that? How do we understand a gracious God who is also truthful? How do we understand a merciful God who is also just and righteous? These are hard things, but these are the things that we begin to wrestle with when we start asking, you know, what do we learn about God in a text? And because we begin to identify who God is and in these, in these attributes of God. And, and that helps us to move towards the meaning. It helps us to move towards what what does the text mean? And, and the same thing about people. You know, we're trying to wrestle through and trying to figure out um, what, what we learn about people. Uh, it's, that's a tough look. <laughs> that's, that's hard. Because so often the Bible is a mirror into our souls. And we stare right back at us. And we go... I don't like what I see because so, I mean, here's the reality. Here's the reality. When we take good hard looks at ourselves, we see the good and we see the bad, right? And you get them both. There you have the facts of life right there in front of us. And the facts of life oftentimes are not things that we want to, that we want to deal with. But interpreting the Bible, asking, trying to understand what it means, it forces us to take these deep dive looks at ourselves. Why, why are we the way that we are? What is going on in our sin-sick lives? What is the good in us? What, what kind of beauty do we see in ourselves? Yeah, I mean, the scriptures start, where the scriptures start, this story of humanity, this poem, right? This epic poem in Genesis 1 and 2 about the, about the creation of, of mankind being good. And so we see the good in us. We see the sickness in us. So what do we, what do, we do with this? The scriptures, the scriptures force us to, to wrestle through and, and work through these very clear, real pictures of ourselves. And, and as we do that, as we look in the mirror, these are the kinds of uh, things that, that, that help us get to the meaning of, of the text. So, observation. What do we like? What don't we like? What, what do we think is important? What don't we understand? Interpretation. What do we learn about God? What do we learn about people? <coughs> Excuse me. And then application. Um, you know, a very straightforward question. How do I respond? What do I need to do in light of this? Right? What is, what is my response uh, 
to the text. And so often we can, when we do, when we kind of walk through that question, you know, we get like generalizations. Oh, I need to love people. I need to be kind. The, the application question needs to get specific, right? So, so what do I need to do? Specifically, how do I need to respond? Maybe it's, I need to actually get to know, you know, the, the neighbor next door or behind me. Um, and you have, we have to begin to walk through these very specific, clear steps that, that we need to take. This is, this is what application is all about. This is the, this is the how do I need to respond um, answer. And it's, it's specific and it's clear. And, uh, and oftentimes I would say it's even measurable. Um, so, uh, so how do we move beyond Sunday school? How do we, how do we begin to approach the Bible and study it? Uh, we, we do so, we do so by practicing observation, interpretation, and application. And, uh, and you can do that basking in the five big questions. You know, what stands out to me? What don't I understand? What do I learn about God? What do I learn about people? And, uh, and how do I need to respond? All right. Okay. Um, next week we will uh, we will dive into uh, some some of the some of the fam- we'll start diving into some of these famous uh, Sunday school stories and uh, and maybe take a deeper look and see see where we need to go and see what else might be there. All right. Thanks for being with me uh, this week. As always. Uh, please make sure that uh, you subscribe to Love Well, DanielMRose.com. You can also uh, follow me on Twitter and continue the conversation uh, with me. And uh, and what I'd love is, is I would love for you to share with me any questions, anything uh, that uh, maybe these last couple of weeks have raised or questions you have about the Bible. And uh, and, and send me send me a private message, uh, or hit me up on Twitter, and uh, and we will we'll work on trying to address some of those uh, in future episodes. Uh, and as always, you can find the archive of this discussion at YouTube.com/slash Daniel Rose. All right, guys, thanks for being with me uh, here on a uh, Sunday on Monday uh, kind of deal, and uh, we will talk again next week. But until then. Well, well.